This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. That is a direct quote from Marsh yesterday. Oh, radio is cool. And we have fact-checked your statement. Uh, and you're, you're pretty accurate, bud. As Beavis once said, thinking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to a feel-good Friday edition of the show. Coming up, Joe McClain from Jacksonville. Now, you might recognize the name. He was on ABC 17 for a lot of years. He worked here at the, at the radio stations. Uh, he, is now, uh, he is now a TV news guy in Jacksonville, Florida. I'm wondering when... When you're in, hey, kudos on the Jacksonville Jaguars for what they did. Young quarterback, but they're coming to Missouri, facing the Chiefs. Like, how do you put a positive spin on something like that? Uh, he's going to be joining us coming up about two or three minutes from now. Here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri, there's Stephanie Bell. Good morning. Mr. Brian Housworth is here. I'm really looking forward to hearing from him because um, I think there could be a special guest in the uh, stadium tomorrow. I'd like to find out if he knows if he's going to be there. All right. There's John Marsh. Good morning. Producer. Hannah is here. Hello. Joe uh, McClain will be joining us here in a few minutes. I want to go back to this story. State Senator Kayla Browden, numerous parents uh, talking about this, even via text 874-9390. City of Columbia does a values diversity breakfast every year. Apparently, Columbia public school students were in attendance. Middle school students uh, were there. And as part of the festivities, there was a performance by some drag dancers. Uh, and the two issues, number one, should not be in front of kids under 18. No more. Uh, no more than I would bring in a comedian like Andrew Dice Clay or whatever to perform for kids. I'm cool with the stuff that Andrew Dice Clay or whoever, any comedian that you find offensive, I'm cool with the stuff they do. Do I want my grandkids to go and see it? Nope. But at the very least, if I think about it, do I at least want to be in the equation because I'm a parent? Didn't happen with the Columbia Public School District. Now, I will say, here's what at least two members we know of, two officials with the school district in Columbia. This is a school district in mid-Missouri. Here's what they are saying following students viewing a drag performance holiday in Executive Center yesterday. School board member David Seaman. Uh, tip, he says, the program is unknown to the public other than the keynote speaker. The program is non unknown to the public. If you have any issues with the scheduled events during the diversity celebration, best course of action, address your concern with either the city council or office of the city manager. I have reached out to city manager, to Carlin Seawood, this morning to see if he would like some time to come on. And perhaps, perhaps there's, I don't know, maybe there's an explanation. Um, but the gist, uh, uh, the, the vibe I'm getting is that school officials are saying, we didn't know that there were going to be drag dancers at this event. We heard from one parent. She's got a, an autistic child who was there. The parent told us just minutes ago, she says, I'm cool with drag shows. I go to drag shows. I don't want my kid going. And my kid, who, by the way, diversity, he has autism, was thrilled to be invited to this event. And and I, I want to say this. She said the, per, the, the principal of the school that her kid goes to, who had invited him, he has personally apologized for it. He said he didn't know either. It was on the somebody. I wonder who at the Columbia Public School Districts did know. Well, and, and there, somebody's going to have to answer questions. Yeah. And here, here's the thing. Uh, Dr. Yearwood and Michelle Baumstark, I'm sure, are listening to us this morning. And they probably don't like you bringing it up. But you're bringing it up because it's coming up at the Capitol right now. Look at Nick mm -hmm. Schroer. I want everybody to look at Nick Schroer, the state senator's tweet from O'Fallon. Quote, parents are rightfully outraged. It is time this school district, meaning Columbia Public Schools, comes to the Missouri Capitol to answer many questions before the Senate Education Committee. How can this happen? How did it happen? Why? Groomer behavior should not be allowed. End of quote. Now, that's a quote from the state senator. 
basically what he's saying is that he wants to haul them before a committee and have them testify. That's that's a serious issue. By the way, that parent who uh, joined us, uh, so she says her kid is fine this morning. He's uh, uh, nonverbal, has autism. Uh, Chuck Basie probably knows a good attorney if you would like to uh, pursue but, legal action. But toward the end of her comments, she also said, hey, we screen what TV shows he watches. And I think for a lot of, you know, like growing up, my family, we didn't watch SpongeBob, right? Like, And so it would be weird to ha be in a household where you do. You watch what your kid watches on TV and then unknowingly send them to something that maybe you would not have approved. And they may not have known. I mean, you know, they may not have known this whatever this group was that was going to perform um it used to be years ago it was usually a preacher or you know i this just is not something that i've ever heard of happening there before uh at columbia public school district and i always try to call one of the things they do well they help with kids in high school that are trying you know, that want to go and do something other than college the other thing uh that i what should compliment them on is um they're consistent uh, 874-9390. Before we chat with Joe McClain from Jacksonville, Florida, Laura, real quick, uh, uh, joining us here on the show regarding this topic. Laura, uh, what are your thoughts on this? Hi, this is Dr. Laura Wakefield, and I've had the privilege of being part of the LGBTQ community as an ally to work with um, volunteering at Mid-Missouri Pride Fest. And... I have learned in working with the drag performers in the community, they are very focused on consent. So they're pretty strict about anyone coming into their shows. They need to be 18 and older, and it's very clear that it's adult content, right? Okay. So I know that that is um, really important to their community. Also, in Mid-Missouri Pride Fest, there's various uh, performances going on on the stages during the day. And they're very specific on the schedule about what performances would be going on, right? And so I think that this would be something even for the performers that was probably very confusing for them to, I don't even know if they knew that kids were going to be there. So I'm also concerned about the very difficult position they put the performers in as well. All right, uh, doctor, uh, thank you for calling. And we'll, we'll, before we let you go, I want to ask, like, like, uh, Somebody should have known. It, it would seem to me. I don't know this personal thing. I, I'm not buying the excuse we're hearing from top from uh, from folks. Oh, you didn't know that there were going to be drag dancers there, and we didn't think. And then we've seen the permission slip on this field trip. Nothing about that. Uh, your take on that? Uh, I think it's pretty typical of Columbia Public Schools. They don't um, plan. They rarely prepare for things. Um, some of my clients didn't even get permission slips who are in um, programs with uh, disabilities. Um, I believe Tara, who was on earlier, also never got a permission slip. So they were never even really informed of the content of the entire program. Right. Also, you know, as someone who, you know, may not want my children to be exposed to like prayer or something, right? There's, they said, there's an invocation. Parents didn't even know that. The people from these different religions, did they even know what type of prayer was being done or invocation was being done? So it seems like a lot of details were left out where parents didn't really get to have informed consent. Laura, we appreciate you taking part in Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Sure now I'm looking here at the rundown. It actually doesn't say anything about uh, prayer. Not that I'm opposed to, uh, to prayer. They traditionally had, um, traditionally, I don't know about yesterday. 
Uh, welcome to the show, Feel Good Friday edition. Brian Houseworth, Stephanie Bell, producer Hannah John Marsh is in the house. My name is Brandon Rather, Joe McClain, longtime TV reporter for one of our local television stations, ABC 17, did a lot of work for us here too. He is now in Jacksonville, home of that beautiful hair. Head of hair from Trevor Lawrence in the Jacksonville. Jack, Joe McLean, how are you, bud? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It might be the most famous uh, head of hair uh, in football right now, uh, with the one exception of perhaps uh, Mahomes. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, so we want to, and by the way, thanks for taking time out of your day to join us from uh, Jacksonville. We know what we're saying here in Missouri is the Chiefs and Jaguars get ready. This is uh, John and Brian, and uh, we're going to be sitting down on the couch tomorrow, 3.30, Chiefs, Jaguars. Uh, how does Jacksonville media, how do they uh, put a positive spin on facing, in my opinion, the one of the best football teams in all of the NFL? Like, what's well, the take in Jacksonville? It's, I would say it's probably one word, and that word is momentum. I mean, because let me take you back to last week. And, and I shared with you, Brandon, the, the uh, little video clip that I, that, I, uh, that I experienced when I was doing my live shot after the game. So this was a game that you understand, it, it, for people who aren't familiar with, with the, the Jaguars-Chargers game last, last week, they were 27 points down. It was 27-0. These fans were absolutely defeated. I was interviewing people as they were leaving the stadium, like before the half. So this was a complete turnaround, and it just, like, exploded the hype. After that game, it, the, the city was just, like, lit up, and everybody was just taking that energy. And I think that's the energy that's going to Kansas City. Everybody is, is hyped. And I think, like, the thing that people are looking at the Jag. The, the Jags team is their ability to sort of like make adjustments on the field because that's kind of really what we saw last last week. We saw they weren't playing well. This is my this is my expert sports knowledge as Brian Houseworth knows. Here's playing well here. and they saw the adjustments they needed to make and then they turned it all the way around. They got their defense up and they started scoring yeah. and then uh, and then uh, oh, and then it was like you couldn't write the game yeah. better. It Beautiful. was in the final like couple minutes that they put the score over. So it was, it was an incredible. Beautiful game to that. I will say, uh, good luck, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, <laughs> Joe, it's, it's hey, great. I don't know who I'm rooting for. <laughs> I don't know who I'm rooting for. Might be rooting for the Chiefs, might be rooting for the Jaguars. You know, I don't know. I, I'm just going to see. You, of course, come from Kansas City. Joe, it's great to hear your voice very quickly because I know you're busy and Brandon's busy. Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne played at Clemson. They've had a lot of comebacks before. Dabo Sweeney is their former coach at Clemson. Will he be at Arrowhead Stadium tomorrow? What are you hearing? I mean, I can't imagine he wouldn't be. I mean, for a game like this and then, like, for just kind of, I mean, routinely a rare playoff run from the Jaguars anyway. I mean, I think it's this it's special, and then particularly how far the Jaguars have gotten so far. Yeah, I would think so, Even too. Still, I, I don't think this is a game that anybody who has any connection to uh, the Jaguars will is going to miss this one. I bet, I bet you they'll all be in the city of Fountains. Joe McClain, longtime news reporter for ABC 17 and here on the Eagle, now lives in Jacksonville. Some insight, what they're saying on like on Jacksonville Sports Radio and in the newspaper. Man, it is so good to hear your voice. We appreciate you taking time out of your day to join us here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. 
Thank you. Good to be uh, good to be back on the ninety three nine airwaves. All right, you bet. <laughs> Talk to you guys soon. <laughs> See you, bud. Uh, coming Bye. up here on ninety three nine, the Eagle and one zero four five News Radio nine fifty KWOS. We're gonna do what's hot with Hannah. What do you have for us? You ever forgot to turn in a library book? Yes. What about for uh, 58 years? Nope. Whoa. <laughs> this is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Old habits die hard. 725-ish, which means... It's 726. Oh, I was on a 10-game win streak, man. <laughs> I knew uh, it wasn't going to last long. <laughs> I, I knew. Who? All right. Who made what bets, by the way? Who was betting on how long the streak was going to last <laughs> for- for ten day for ten shows uh, in a row, thanks to uh, a, a young student at Blair Oaks Middle School, we had been on time with what's hot with Hannah. Streak is broken, seven twenty six, and we all saw this coming. We knew it was just a <laughs> it was just a matter of time. It's, it really was. Uh, somebody, your readers aren't on your head, by the way. You should watch on our YouTube channel. Wake up, <laughs> Mid Missouri. Uh, and you'll see, I'm always looking for the uh, for the uh, for the readers. And you he's get- always grabbing at his forehead for Either his readers, readers or the magic pen. And you know, it's funny because people sometimes say, "What's wrong with your head? It's got like it's red. It looks like some." It's because I'm always smacking it, looking for my uh, looking for my readers. The other thing you would notice if you tune into the YouTube channel, you see everybody decked out in red today. Remember, everybody deployed. We do that to uh, hey, you know, if you haven't left the house yet, you can wear red and salute folks who are deployed. Like one of our uh, good listeners who's been listening in Norfolk, Virginia, this morning on the app, getting ready to uh, get deployed. What's hot with Hannah today? Well, we're going across the pond to Britain, where an overdue library book was just returned. And there's something special about the overdue library book, in that it was overdue by 58 years. How did these things happen? I don't... So it had racked up a bill of over $52,000, because the late fee was like a quarter a day. For every day that it's not returned. Isn't it just like once it gets over the price of the book, it stops and you just pay for the book, right? That's what I thought. Apparently not in Britain. <laughs> but this guy had checked out the book in, let's see, 1964. And he said he'd moved a couple times and he'd always come across the book and be like, man, I got to take that back. But yeah, $52,000. Fortunately, the library is like, yeah, we're going to waive that for you, bud. Marsh, when was the last time you set foot in the library? Gosh, been a while for yeah. sure. Uh, somebody was asking me the other day, you know, we talk about book bans, and we don't want kids going into public libraries to see certain books. And, and I wanted to be, and I agree, there's some things that shouldn't be in libraries. But I'm also realistic. How many, and maybe, maybe I, I don't know, maybe I'm off base. Do kids, besides the school library, do kids still walk into, like, are they going to the, the, the libraries? Is that something they do? At school, yes. And At unaccompanied, school. unaccompanied in your city library, probably not. But, yeah. but I mean, I don't think any of us think you're a regular library visitor, Brandon. <laughs> But I will say I've been in the library several times over the... But because I have kids, right? Um, By the way, the book that was checked out was The Law for Motorists because he was going... From my students about their future plans, what they want to do after high school. And a bunch of them were like, I'm defiantly going to collage. (laughs) I can tell there are people in the room right now that are like, I don't get it. I don't... I have no idea what he's talking about. No, you're not. 
not definitely going to college, right? Like maybe community collage, but not like, or like Utah State or something, but not a real. Oh, don't, don't get upset with me. I just Googled the worst college in Utah. It's not, I don't. Uh, that show, obviously in, uh, in Utah. Uh, kids learning and spelling. We're talking this morning. By the way, that comedian. His name is Corey Michaelis. Pretty good stuff there. And, uh, you know, and, and I went to community college for a while. And it's a shame because back in the day in the, the community college I went to, it was back then it was called Merrimack Community College. I think now it's called St. Louis Community College. But I went there. I went to Southeast Missouri State. But where this particular campus was, it was in Manchester. And it was like on 9th Avenue. And we would call it the University of 9th Avenue. <laughs> And it was a community college. But isn't that kind of weird? Like, John, we would make fun of that stuff. But, oh, you just went to community college. I went to SEMO. I went to Mizzou. I went to, to Central. Well, I had a, had, a, had a friend who went to Lincoln University in Jefferson City but would tell everybody that he went to UCLA. And you'd question him. You'd say, yeah, the university on the corner of Lafayette Avenue. <laughs> That's pretty good. But, hey, if you're whatever it is you want to do in a community college, what a Great way to get get more education. I got a bunch of degrees, and the chances that I spelled definitely right are, you know, 50-50. <laughs> My know, spelling is bad. John, let me ask you this, since you have more experience at this than I do. As you get older, do you, like, I got, in grade school, I got 100% on every single spelling test I ever took, except for one. <laughs> it was the word February in the second grade, and it was the only morning of my school career that I ever ate breakfast. Because remember, the government would tell you, eat breakfast and you'll do better in school. I swear to God, I ate breakfast that morning. And now you can't spell anything right. And I can't. Right. But it's weird. And I would win spelling. I won every single school spelling bee up until the eighth grade. I won classrooms. Nerd school. alert. I know. Okay, George Santos. Yeah, no kidding. And then you grew up, and now you go to the gym. And then, uh, and then after I got done, <laughs> then I was a star quarterback at Mizzou for a couple of years. He was. He was played in the NFL as a as a backup to Doug Peterson, as a matter of fact. Uh, and then I couldn't at this stage of the game without spell checker. I couldn't spell cat if you spotted me the K and the T. But as you get older, <laughs> do, do you forget how to spell words? Because I, I do. There's words definitely, and then the I's and the E's, which I yes, used to nail. I's and E's. And I was I nailed that stuff, and I don't know if it's an age thing or what. So of course I'm in lots of wedding planning Facebook groups, and <laughs> I had to laugh the other day. Humble brag. Mm. <laughs> Maybe I had to laugh the other day. So the word boutonniere. Oh, God. I don't know if you've ever had to try to spell that word, but it's probably French or something, and so it's got a lot of hidden letters in it. And some lady was looking for advice on boutonnieres, and she spelled it B-O-O-T-N-E-E-R. Boutonniere. Spell it like it sounds. <laughs> and, well, I, and they're teaching it differently today in school, too. And, like, they, as long as you get the phonetics right in elementary school, they don't even correct you. Like, that, you know, you, I, you used to get, like, if you spell it wrong, they put a line and then they'd write the correct spelling. They don't even do that anymore. And I'm wondering, as a matter of fact, this is on the uh, Wake Up Facebook page. What are some things that should be taught in school that aren't used to be, should be? What would be, what would top your list, Steph? Uh, well, we talked about personal finance, which I think it should be on there, but also maybe in particular taxes, like what kinds of taxes there are and how that all works. What about? Well, and personal finance is a 
requirement for graduation. I think it's a semester, so a half credit. Um, but at least the personal finance course that I took, it was very base level stuff. So I agree that you could probably go more in depth, you know, kind of touch on some tax stuff. I think that would be helpful. Um, for me, I think that everyone should have to take like an ag science class or like a, you know, issues in agriculture type of class. Yes. I like that. Because there's so much misinformation in the ag industry and it's just because people are so far removed from it these days that they don't know what they're talking about and they fall for, you know, labeling tactics and things like that in the grocery store. I took agriculture at Truman State and it wasn't because it was required, but like it was either ag or biology and I had biology in, in high school. So I was like, that sounds boring. I'm going to do something different. And it was really a great class. I'm glad I took it. What else? What about you, John? Here's what I would go to. I think... And I know state government is taught, and I'm so far removed from grade school, I don't remember if it was grade school or middle school. You know, you learn about the Constitution, and then after the Constitution and after the federal government, then we learn about state government. I think there should be, and again, I'm far removed from my recollection, I think we should spend more time teaching state government and local government at least function maybe not oh and here's here's how the uh, Fulton City Council works or here's how the Ashland Board of Law not necessarily to that, uh, to that town but here's the function of your local governments because the more localer the more importanter and I'll say to Mizzou Law's credit it was really nice um, it was an, an offering when I went there that they did teach state constitutional law so I had a whole semester about the Missouri Constitution I think that was really important Home ec was another popular answer on the Facebook page. Mm -hmm. Cooking. John, what would you add? I think for a lot of school districts out there that uh, with the state standards the way they are, that you must, you have to, by statute, devote this much time to the basic core stuff. A lot of districts have had to drop art and music classes and all that and make them, uh, you know, extracurricular and all for, you know, kids don't have that during their regular school day in a lot of districts. Well, that's your opinion. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that's Marsha's impersonation of Corinne Jean-Pierre, by the way. It's very good. Our friend Shimon Jones chimed in on the Facebook page. She said that biology needs to be taught because it seems like that part of science has been avoided lately. <laughs> <laughs> Points. By the way, if you have the winners or losers of the week, get those texts in to us, 874-9390, 874-9390. We are picking winners and losers at 835. Uh, libraries. Uh, I got a text. Somebody says, my kids, I take my kids to the library all the time because I was questioning, like, when was the last time you've been into a library? And I think about me last time I was in a library seven years ago to get tax documents. This guy says we take our kids all the time and they love going to the public library, not the school library. Well, and a lot of people aren't motivated by, like, community good or library stuff. It's They're motivated like you and COVID. Like, they're cheap. They don't want a big hospital <laughs> bill. And that's what I told you. I take my kids to the library because I'll buy them $20 worth of books and in 24 hours they're like, all done. And I'm like, okay, we're going to the library. I don't have that kind of book budget. Can we tell them the conversation you and I had in the break, Brandon? Yes. So Brandon asks me, he goes, when's the last time, <laughs> Hannah, you were in a library? I said, oh, just a couple months ago, I think. And he goes, and what did you do there? Uh, I checked out some books, Brandon. He goes, oh, <laughs> duh. 874-9390. Uh, I know, right? Duh. They have a lot more than books now in defense of Brandon. Well, and that's what I was trying to think. So it's almost the point, 
uh, an old guy like me, I think the library, we think books, but there are so many things. And I wonder if books is even really the focus of a library anymore. It's kind of a homeless shelter sometimes for people. It's a babysitter. It's like a blockbuster, though. They like when I took the kids, especially in Jeff City, their video collection was so big. They had so many DVDs and things that we I really we went there a lot and checked out video. Did you see Jack's text? At eight seven four ninety three ninety, so he said that a class that should be taught in school is drag show diversity. Oh, man, oh, man. <laughs> it might be too soon for that, Jack. We've had, as a matter of fact, we have reached out to city officials in Columbia, uh, State Senator Caleb Brown, and I think Nicholas Schroer. There's other folks that are on this. Uh, apparently, City of Columbia hosted their annual Columbia Values Diversity um, Breakfast. We got a lot of texts and phone calls from parents on this this morning, and apparently there was a, uh, a permission slip for Columbia Public School students. Uh, to go, the one I'm looking at specifically, Smithton Middle School permission slip. So parents had to sign a slip, but nowhere on the slip did it say, "Hey, by the way, there's going to be um, there's going to be some uh, some drag performers there." Uh, and is what we are seeing this, according to libs of TikTok, a response from David Seaman, who sits he is an elected school board member. What he is saying, city officials oversee the planning and programming for the event. Other than the keynote speaker, of the program, uh, other than that keynote program is unknown let me make sure i get this right there's the keynote speaker other than the keynote speaker uh basically the program is unknown to the public contact the city if you have issues the public information officer put out a statement too says yeah we, there was this this and this if you have questions about the event or the organization contact the uh the city we had one parent called in this morning she says hey i'm cool with drag shows i've gone to drag shows i have a child who likes to be included and who could be considered one of these diverse groups he has autism uh, and he's nonverbal. Uh, he went. He didn't. He didn't know. And as a matter of fact, his principal um, didn't know the parent. Uh, the principal apparently very apologetic to the parent. And so the the school. It's kind of from what we're gathering. It's kind of the Alec Baldwin um, defense. Someone is responsible, but I know it's not me. School district in charge of your kids, saying. We, this is on the city. We didn't know this. Someone is responsible, but I know it's not me. Someone is responsible, but I know it's not me. That's my take. Have reached out to you to Carlin Seawood, city manager in Columbia, to see if we get a comment, a, a apology, um, whatever the situation uh, might be. Have not heard back yet. Coming up here just a few minutes from now, I want to go back and highlight one of our winners of the week. It's something we're doing at 835. You got your list coming together, Steph? Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, what about yours, Hannah? How's your list looking? It's coming along. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. The nerve. Say it, Truman. I cheated on you. It's a bad answer. Truman, just sometimes just take an X. <laughs> I like this. That's on Family Feud. The question, and even the guy Truman, incidentally, said, hey, this is not... But this is what I think an answer would be to your survey. And I love that from Steve Harvey. Uh... Sometimes just take the X. I love Steve Harvey. He is hilarious. He is pretty good. And I love the whole premise, incidentally, of Family Feud. I want to highlight something else that's happened recently on Family Feud. But what I love about it, sometimes, and I agree with him, sometimes just take the X. Because my dad <laughs> used to tell me this all the time. Uh, he didn't say it like that. He'd say, Brandon, shut your mouth. But sometimes it's, 
You know, I don't have to always, because I always want to be right or like in personal whatever. And I always think, I'm going to win this exchange. I'm playing a game and the other person doesn't even know they're involved. I got to, sh- you know, just shut my mouth sometimes. I remember years ago, I was uh, dating this gal, went to Thanksgiving dinner, and you know, I don't like social settings. I will go, please don't ever stop that from, in, uh, stop you from inviting us to things. But there, are, it's easy for the show. But personally, <laughs> he won't be there. <laughs> They'll um, tell you he's going to be there, and then he will flake out at the last minute. Here's what I will say. I'll say my intent is to be there. That's my intent. That's a no. Um, like this, Hannah's getting married in October, which is, what is it? You can't miss Hannah's wedding. I know, and I'm not going to. Mm -hmm. It's nine months from now. I'm stressing. Why? Why are you stressing? Because I I just don't, I'm socially awkward. I just don't do well in crowds of people, and obviously. Well, it'll be a small wedding. (laughs) Um, but I went to Thanksgiving dinner, and it was this gal I was, uh, was dating, and I told my dad, I'm like, I don't want to go do this. And that's even more stressful, meeting family. And he said, well, just keep your mouth shut. All right, Dad. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. I said very few words at the dinner table that night, Marsh. And the next day, the gal I was in, she says, my family just really loved you. They just <laughs> didn't disagree with any of their opinions about <laughs> politics or anything. <laughs> Pass the gravy, please. Uh, yeah. Oh, what a nice guy. I like when these kinds of things, while we're talking a family feud real quick. So, but, uh, I think that'd be a winner of the week, 835. You got somebody for winners and losers of the week. Get those texts into us, 874-9390. This recently happened on Family Feud, too. To Hannah's point about Steve Harvey. Name something you might hurt yourself riding on. Oh, Lord. You know what I'm thinking? Oh, no. Name something that you would hurt. Say, say it ain't so. Please. <laughs> That sound is viral on social media. So you know the Assumption song we play from time to time? <laughs> no. It's because what did, what did you, automatically, what did everybody here on the show go to? See, I'm thinking, okay, something I could hurt myself riding on. Something inappropriate. Uh, see, that's not where my head is. Brandon, I'm going to call it BS because you're playing this clip for a reason. Guess where I got the clip from? <laughs> Steph. Bingo. You are correct. (laughs) Because he asked the question. That's where her mind went. That's where everybody else's mind went. It's the Assumption song. Not on me, but still, it's funny. (laughs) You have to play the, um, what's the one where you flip around the letters? Oh, Wheel of Fortune. That one was so bad. It went viral this week. Speaking of things we should be teaching in school, that's (laughs) hot on our Facebook page this morning. Here's a guy, and I don't even need to tell you what the puzzle is. I will tell you, and the guy had just hit the $1 million spot. I think he hit $1 million. $1 million on the line. All of the letters were revealed. There wasn't a single letter covered up. Everything is up there. Uh, Joe Biden... All you got to do is <laughs> read the teleprompter. Just read the teleprompter, man. I saw. Oh, well, that'd be a good idea, yeah. Mythological hero Achilles. I can't accept that. Oh, mythological hero Achilles. Achilles. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't get Latin in high school. A million dollars down the drain. He, But don't you always say if you don't know how to pronounce something, do it with gumption? <laughs> I mean, he did do that, yes. Mythological, heroic, a- 
Broccolis <laughs> and Pat. <laughs> can't accept that. Can't accept that. You can hear the disappointment. He sounds like a disappointed father. It's like a reporter talking to a, a, a field goal kicker who missed four point afters in, an, in, a, in a playoff game. How do you, you do that? The guy had a million bucks on the line, man. You could taste it. 